Gosling has more than one royal family. Do the jingle. Gosling has more than one podcast. <laughs> Fuck it does. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up. All right, everyone. <laughs> hey! Mania's happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really, Mania backlash. Well, we're gonna, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about Mania Weekend and everything else, I suppose. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up, a TMOF wrestling podcast. Well, the TMOF wrestling podcast. We've only got one. Well, one at the minute. That we know of. But there might be some later in the future, you never know. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But <laughs> everybody, welcome to the show. We've got a lot coming up for you today. Around the mic tonight. It's me, Ash. And I'm Russ. Welcome back again. If this is your first time with us, uh, we're going to be talking about everything, uh, pretty much everything that we found interesting within the last sort of week or so. And there's a lot. There is a lot. Obviously, we've got Mania weekend to cover. We're a bit later dropping this episode out partly my fault i've not been very well but um i'm still not very well actually but here we go oh wow gotta talk <laughs> gotta talk about wrestlemania right so should we go straight in with it i mean the actual two-night event the stupendous two-night event most most stupendous most stupendous um i'm going to start it on a bit of a downer um one thing i was really disappointed with we didn't get the debut of stupendous yeah, I was waiting for that. I was really hoping for it. And no Steve Blackman. No, no. There was no um, MJF. No, no, no MJF. No Chris Jericho, no John Moxley. I was disappointed. So disappointed. Worst mania ever. No, um, overall weekend was, I thought the weekend was fantastic. Um, yeah. Really, really good, wasn't it? Like all the way through. So much wrestling on. The first real proper WrestleMania weekend uh, post-pandemic. It is, yeah, because um, I don't think anything happened last year, even though it was the first Mania. Well, it was the first one after the pandemic to have a crowd, but then they went back to Thunderdome. And it was still somewhat limited capacity, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, should we talk about the crowd attendance? Already, um, or do you wanna... Yeah, well, this cr- the crowd attendance split over both of the nights. So you had WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday... Uh, what was Saturday like? 77,000? 77, 78,000. And then it was slightly more for night two. Yeah. On, on Mania Sunday. So I suppose they, they put the figures together to yeah. say that's going to be about, I suppose, yeah. you know, 1,500 odd. And once again, where WWE is, um, apparently it's less than they say. It's just. Yeah. You know. Well, well, they always buff up the numbers a bit. Yeah. 150,000 odd, I should say, not 1,500. That'd be a that's small that, WrestleMania. That'd be poor. But not, be... not the smallest WrestleMania. No. Um, Mania 9, really. <laughs> well, be uh, Mania 36. True. Attendance zero, zero. Well, the, cam- zero. the cameraman, the count, the C. <laughs> He's not attendance, is he? Yeah, he is. No, all right. Um, 
Splitted hairs, but yeah. Also, it's bit. It's shows you the difference between Mania Thirty Two in that building. Yeah, well, Mania Thirty Two looked humongous though, didn't it? In yeah. there, but um, I mean, this one did as well. To be completely honest, but uh, genuinely, obviously, Mania is a spectacle. Always is every single year. Um, we'll, I think, uh, to be honest, we should probably just talk about. Probably the biggest thing for WrestleMania, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? What? I was kind of shocked, but also like I was ready for it because it, it it did. It seemed like it genuinely was going to happen. But obviously when we first started talking about it, when the rumours were circulating, uh, I didn't really... It was just hard for me to wrap my head around that Stone Cold is going to actually have a match for the first time in 19 years. Yeah, because I thought it'd be Stunner... One, two, three, good night, oh, one. Yeah, like maybe a quick three-minute thing. Like we said, even even then when it looked likely, I was still like, well, you know, probably going to get something like The Rock and Eric Rowan. Yeah. When when it said no hold, when Kevin Owens said no hold's bad, it was like, um, okay, it might, but there might be, but it'd probably just be like a low blow. Yeah. That, that's the only... <laughs> one thing for sure, though, I was not expecting a suplex on the concrete. Oh, definitely not. Unbelievable, but... You know, aside from Austin looking like uh, a million bucks, I guess as you would say, he obviously, you know, when he was doing the stomps in the corner, wasn't yeah. quite as quick as he was, but it's been 19 years. Like, it's, you know, for the fact that he went out there and did what he did, honestly, and it's, I don't... <laughs> you know, that probably is his last one, but he looks like he probably could still go. As evidence in night two, but we'll get to that. Well, okay. I mean, the the first thing that crossed my mind, though, after uh, night one was kind of, you know, I, I thought, especially after seeing that match, I was like, well, if Saudi Arabia has anything to, to say about it, yeah, they'll they'll pay I, for yeah. Austin to have a match. And he would get a lot of money. Yeah, do you think it... Should we get to who, it think, who we think it would be? Or do you want to... Do well, it? yeah, no, throw it out there. I mean, if you think he's going to have one more... I don't think it'd be Kevin Owens again. No. It could be Theory. Yeah, potentially. Formerly Austin Theory, Yeah, we should add. He's had his name, his first name cut. So, did, do you know what it reminded me of? The band Fear of a Dead Man? They just go by Theory just now. Just Theory now with a question mark, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That, no, that's therapy, isn't it? Therapy's a question mark. Yeah. But, um, but no, I, I thought... Th- I, I mean, that alone was... One of those like moments, I think it was a real WrestleMania moment. Yeah, and we talk about this. I think like every year, like what do we think is going to be like one of those everlasting WrestleMania moments? Because that's what you watch WrestleMania for, isn't it? Like WrestleMania is never really for the quality of of wrestling. It's not to say the wrestling is going to be bad, but it's never about having those like five star classics, like putting on a wrestling clinic. It's about just the event itself. It's about the the glitz, the glamour. And I, you know, being stupendous. Yeah. I guess now that's going to have to be the term, but it is. It's it's just putting on a spectacle, and I do think that this year really did hit it out of the park, and it, and it probably was the best WrestleMania in well, I was gonna, it's a long time, but for me, I think it's probably the best one since WrestleMania thirty. I'd say that. I'd even go to say it's in my top five favorite. Wow. But that's both both nights together. Both nights together. Yeah. Um, I think the. The opinion online is that most people seem to enjoy Night One more. I've seen a lot of people uh, like Night Two. I'm one of them. I think that uh, WrestleMania Sunday overall was uh, a better watch. But 
there is some bias to that because we so we watched uh, WrestleMania Saturday Live together. Yes. And it is a bit. That sounds like a um, comedy sketch, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a. It is challenging though, because like we're, it's just it's UK time, so it finished at what five o'clock, just gone in yeah, the morning. Yeah, the, pro- the one problem was the two-hour pre-show, which wasn't needed. No, considering it had no matches. No matches, and there was no. And they're just going to show you things that were going to be on the night anyway. Yeah. There was some good. There was some good stuff, but not. It'd, it'd been if it was an hour, then yeah, fine. What for the pre-show? Yeah, like the. Um, it Jake, was just the panel, though, wasn't it? It was. It was just the panel. Jake Brett Paul doing a promo was was really good. The um, New Day doing a promo on. Um, I think at least one match, though, having at least yeah. one match there. I think the criticism for that is that you know they couldn't find anywhere for Finn Balor or Ricochet. Well, to be on on the card, and they're two of the mid card champions. Well, I say mid card. Well, it is, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. So I see in US championships, and neither of them they being on the, the card. They did do the IC title match on SmackDown the night before Mania, but it's not the same, though, is it? No. And something we didn't see because everything we were watching it at the time was Madcap Marcy won the and Andrew <laughs> Andre the Giant Andre the Giant Memorial. <laughs> it's because they put in the graphic he would he was the Andrew the Giant <laughs> but he beat he beat um, Balor to win it but yeah. and that's as close as we got to that But it's a shame but again there's always going to be things to sort of pick out and things but obviously overall a, a fantastic Wrestlemania Yeah. but yeah I think the thing for night one for Wrestlemania Saturday was that you know watching it live in the UK until 5am you, you tend to get a bit more grouchy because it's it's difficult for us to stay up now. We're getting old. Yeah. And so I, it's not, <laughs> you know, staying up past sort of midnight is, can be a bit of, ch- bit of a challenge I, I, of its I own. Had a, I had a long day that day, seeing my local team win the hey, hey. Then doing work for about a few hours, even though nothing happened because no one was in. It's still just, it's, it's a long day though. Yeah, and didn't get any sleep really until like seven o'clock the next morning. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's a tough one, but... Obviously, still really enjoyed it. The the thing about uh, WrestleMania Saturday for me though was the co- it was just every, after every match. It just as soon as it kind of started to feel like it was going to get going, we'd have like video packages played to hype up the matches for the next yeah. night, and it really bugged me because I was like, well, for goodness' sake, like we're going to see all of this tomorrow, and it's just like not that I wanted to rush WrestleMania and get it over with, but you know, it could have easily been a three hour. WrestleMania instead oh, of a four if you'd have cut out all of those packages but you said that there was a reason for that yeah apparently it's because of Peacock and they have adverts that aren't WWE related they have to put something over it so I'm guessing it's to do with audience around the world It pro- I think that probably makes a lot more sense now because if you if you do watch really any um, WWE product now there's there's adverts within you know what you're watching so before every video that you start on the network and then even during the show, they're playing like adverts because they was doing it for WrestleMania, weren't they? For, yeah. I think WWE Shop. Yeah, but they, I mean, they always do the shop one. They always do the shop one, but for some of the other ones, and I was like, well, it's a bit weird. It's you know, they get yeah. a pay per view, but that obviously makes sense. You know, if it's in line with Peacock, they're having to fulfil Peacock's requirements, so yeah, it does make sense. But you know, aside from taking that aside, and the fact that I was getting quite because I was, I was getting a, a bit agitated because I was just getting tired. But, um, you know, all of that aside, WrestleMania Saturday, really solid show. Yes. Um, match of the night, what are you thinking? Because I find the match of the night for WrestleMania Saturday really tricky because 
you you can't I can't find in my heart anywhere else to say that to say that it was any other match other than Austin and Owens because of how special it was. Yeah, in in a wrestling in a wrestling match type, mm. so it's Cody the return of Cody. You really think as a as a match itself? I, I I've got but to see yeah for the because I said this. I was smiling all the way through it. Yeah. Austin and Kevin Owens. It's just such a good time. Like, the whole WrestleMania was such a good time, but that match particularly, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It, it, it was, was just going from that talk show. Owens is... Fa- I mean, Owens is fantastic. Mm. Like, he's he's genuinely so, so good, and I'm glad it was him. Yeah. Um, and it made a load... It made so much sense anyway, it being Kevin Owens. Yeah. I mean, he's taken the stunner and... And it proved um, Jim Cornette wrong, because he said that Kevin Owens was never a main event in front of a big crowd. Oh, well, there you go. Which, which technically <laughs> he didn't because it was mid-card, really. Uh, no, it's, it's the but main it's, event. Of, it's, it's, main it's, event it's, it's the main event. event. But also, yeah. uh, another match we've not talked about yet. Belair and... Uh, well, I, I, was, I was just about to come to it because that's actually my... Aside from Austin and Owens, yeah. for the wrestling, like you said, for the wrestling quality, I pick um, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Yeah, and once again... but. Bianca Belair having an amazing match at Mania. Really good, yeah. Bianca Belair is, I she, think, she, she, I mean, she really, really could. She's, she is a star, there's no yeah. doubt about it, but she could be Mrs. WrestleMania. I was going to say, is it too early to call her Miss WrestleMania? Well, I don't think so. Not at the moment. I mean, you talk about history making, and there's a, there's a lot of history that was made at this, this year's WrestleMania, and we'll come to it when we've sort of talked about, uh, you know, our favourite bits and, and this, that and the other. But, yeah, that match in particular... Got to talk about the that kind of like front flip dive Becky Lynch did, you know. When we watched that yeah. live, and I was like, that looked like that sucked. Yes. And then they showed that replay in slow motion. And you see the heel of a of Becky Lynch's boot catch Bianca in the eye, and yeah, you see was, it the next night on Raw. Yeah, was, what a shiner! Yeah, it was. I think she meant to do the Molly go round, which she's started mm. to do, but she did it, but with a drop kick without meaning to do it. Yeah, bit of malfunction at the junction, but again, you know, they say wrestling's not ballet, and that's true, but. Mm. Bianca Belair, I mean, fair play to her, cracked on. And put, again, it was just a hell of a match. But that I think that for me, that it's, it's the match placement for, for Saturday. Just a little off because, again, I I didn't not... I, I, I enjoyed Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as, as the other matches on the card. No. But I do think that they, they weren't given really a fair enough shake because of where it was. Because people wanted, you know, bearing in mind Austin and Owens, although it's kind of really heavily theorised at this point that's going to be the, the last match on the card, yeah. it's not actually announced. No. So in terms of the actual announced matches, which we didn't get all of them anyway, <laughs> but in terms of the actual announced matches for WrestleMania Saturday, I think the big one everyone really wanted to see that had the most kind of story and backing to it was uh, Bianca and Becky. Yeah. And, and so it felt like the real main event. It felt like, it felt more like the main event because of the entrances because they both had really good entrances. Do you want to talk real quick about entrances for Mania? Because I, I, like there was always usually a couple of people that will have a big Mania entrance. Yeah, you know, like Triple H would always get a big one. Takers is always a huge entrance. You know, there'd be people with really good WrestleMania entrances, but this year it felt like almost everybody had this huge, over the top, awesome entrance. Uh, yeah. Um, it was, wasn't it? It was almost everybody. I mean, we've got a lot coming up for WrestleMania Sunday. Yeah. Um, I, I liked um, Boog and Nakamura entrance. And that's the first one kicking it off, pretty much. Yeah. 
that one was a really good one. Um, quick side note on that. Real massive shame what happened to Rick Boogs. We didn't believe it. No, because um, it looked like the way that... Because Boogs picked up both Usos up in like a... I guess it was meant to be... So Fireman's Carry, wasn't it? Carry, and then, but I can't tell you if it was meant to do like a... Um, where it was meant to go. Was but then it's one of the... I can't remember who was which one was which, but he's got one of the Usos on and the other one jumps on top. He does hold them for a bit, but yeah. the way he went down looked like it was he was selling. Hmm. And especially when the story to build up the match was he faked a... Faked a leg injury. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we shouldn't buy it. And then when they announced it later on in the night that he'd been... Um, Diagnosed with what was he? Um, it was a patella. Patella, that was it. Quad, quad patella, something like that. Patella injury. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. your medics out. Get your medical experience out. You got a medical license? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but yeah, they said that, and I was like, "Why well, they don't know that straight away? Do they? Sure. Because yeah, yeah, we found like, how can you put a diagnosis that quickly? Well, and that's what I mean. And it's, the thing is, you always look at wrestling as well. That's a work. That's a work. <laughs> you know? But it, it seems like it's legit. Yeah, and like that's an a hour, shame. Like we said, we said like an hour after that match, it was like, oh, he actually is injured. Jesus. Yeah. But best wishes to, to Rick Boogs. Ricky Boogie. Yeah. Um, you know, massive shame that that's how his first one went. But, you know, if he focuses on getting better, I'm sure he'll have many more ahead of him. Oh, definitely. He's got that right kind of persona for a WrestleMania entrance as well, hasn't he? So... Yep, you know, gotta love it. But yeah, no, it was it was enjoyable. McIntyre and Happy Corbin, history made there as well. Yeah, um, should we tell should we tell them what we did or not? Well, because we we tried the I the network's a nightmare in terms of like getting it to work how you want it to. So we did miss like a big chunk of the middle of that match live. Yeah. So we did miss the actual. Yeah, we didn't know that the end of day has been kicked out of. Yeah. And it was like near the end of the match. And I've got to be honest though, unless they'd have brought that up on commentary, I wouldn't, I, even watching that, I probably wouldn't have thought twice. I would have, I would have not, I would have. Yeah, you you would have done. I mean, you're a bit of a statistics I don't, yeah. wizard. And it's, there's only like one wing angel left that no one's ever kicked out of. Well, the one wing angel itself has been kicked out of, but it's not, it, it depends who's hit it, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, because there are certain moves throughout history that, if done by the right person, I mean, look at you know, Jake Roberts DDT. I don't think that's ever been anyone kicked up. But Ray, I think Razor one? Ramon, Razor's Edge. Yeah, yeah, it's a, that is a big moment, and then Drew tries to kill Mad Cat Moss. Yeah, <laughs> with his rubber sword. <laughs> rubber sword. Yeah, you watch that. You watch it back, and it um, bends when it cuts the rope. Well, yeah, because well, swords do bend. <laughs> They will have better, wouldn't they? It's a big claymore. <laughs> it's rubber sword. <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Um, but yeah, the, the Ronda and, and Charlotte thing, it's a shame because it didn't really get a, a fair uh, shake. But, but a bit of a puzzling ending. I didn't expect it to end with a big boot. Jay must have been somewhere going mad. Well, I understand it because the, <laughs> the story was they're going to tap each, they're gonna, someone's going to tap out. Yeah, and that, I think that's, that was a story building into the match, wasn't it? Yeah, so, and... and uh, Charlotte did tap, but the referee was down. So I, I guess what we're supposed to take from that is that Charlotte realised she couldn't get Ronda to tap, so she had to pin yeah. her instead. But then, uh, it's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But, but we are getting an eye queer at Rainier Backlash. So. Yeah, overall, though, really enjoyed um, WrestleMania Saturday. But, but to cap all of that off at this point now, I think, yeah, the Cody Rhodes. Yeah. So first time at WrestleMania since his appearance at 32? Is he his first Mania, yeah. 
Yeah. And again, in the same stadium. Yeah. But last time, he's Stardust brings out the polka dot ladder. He was in the uh, was it IC title match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in the six-man. What was it? Um, the Slat Rider one, and probably the last time he ever won a What a cool moment that was, though. That was. I didn't expect it. Nah, that was awesome. But yeah, I... You know, you as much as we ragged, and we do rag on, on Cody a lot, um, you know, in terms of what that moment was, and we said leading up to that anyway, like, that's going to be a big moment regardless. So oh, yeah. whether you like him or not, whatever you think about the whole thing, if, if you've got opinions on it or if you don't, whatever. The thing is, it was a WrestleMania moment. Definitely. A big one. And he comes out with his, you know, the get-up that he's, you know, his current get-up, the music that he got when he left WWE. Which is ironic because the lyrics are actually kind of about... Yeah. Know, Took it all away, took it all away. It's also funny that that theme has been everywhere because it's rare that a wrestling theme yeah. gets used. Yeah, like, it is. Other than cult of personality, I can't think of many others in the sort of modern era. No. Um, but yeah. It's a, it's a big moment and it was a good match. It was. Uh, it's a lot of people's match of the night, I think, for the first one. Again, barring uh, Owens and, and Austin because that's... Uh, again, moment in itself, isn't it? But yeah, I could tell you, Sonny wasn't well. We know we always talk about Mount Sonny's ratings and that he go, sometimes he goes too far, too little. He's not rated that match at all, really, because apparently Seth Rollins called him an idiot on an interview. And <laughs> I'm sure people are heartbroken. There's, there's another match that I didn't get rated, and I'm sure you know which one that is. What from Saturday? It's from Sunday. We'll Is get that, there, we'll get there. I'm guessing it's McMahon. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. But, um, well, yeah, you, well, moving into WrestleMania Sunday then. So we uh, kicked off with uh, the Triple Threat Tag. Well, actually, we kicked off with Triple H. Yeah. Big, I mean, again, huge moments over, across both nights for WrestleMania. Um, going back just, just briefly for the other one as well, whilst we were talking about it. You can't really not talk about Seth Rollins' attire. Did it? Is it me? Or was he a one-wing angel? I, I just think he looked fabulous. I think he looked marvelous. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. With Seth's sort of current persona, it was perfect. Yeah, I think it looks great, and he's he's really pulling that off. I thought that was really cool. But everybody, and they usually tend to, don't they, at WrestleMania? But everybody looked amazing, didn't they? As um, one one thing about that match, I. Isn't it funny how um, when the ring announcer was calling it the American Nightmare, it sounds so much like Justin Roberts? I think they went for it a bit, didn't they? One of those rare, seemingly rare occasions at WWE is acknowledging that things happen with outside of their universe. Yeah, you know, so it's it was an overall just really cool moment. But yeah, in terms of WrestleMania Sunday, then um, yeah, getting Triple H's retirement, but not really retirement. It was it was a, it was the visual. Yeah, he's saving it for next year's Main Event Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, probably. Because it's yeah. going to happen. I mean, it's it's one of those. I mean, he comes out, just introduces everybody, welcomes everybody to WrestleMania Sunday, leaves his boots in the ring. and Do you know what's scary? Seeing his oldest daughter, who's going to be 16 this year. Yeah, it makes you wonder where time goes, doesn't yeah. it? But, uh, one thing, though, is quite funny, and I did... <laughs> I, saw, I saw this on Twitter as well. But... Imagine like in you know, 40, 50 years time and the wrestlers, you know, the younger wrestlers now and they're retiring. 
obviously wrestling boots aren't really a, like well they're not they are sort of thing but there's so many people now they're wearing their Jordans and yeah you know what they're just gonna leave them in the ring <laughs> instead of wrestling boots in the future who knows who knows what the what the future holds also yeah. one, one thing we should mention for both nights and we'll get into this first match of night two was they put over Gabe Stevenson. Big, big time in both yeah. nights, yeah. I mean, that triple threat tag, which did was the first match to open the show. So, I mean, really solid. I enjoyed that all the I way through. It. Really good. And it just kept going up and up and up. Seeing Orton now as well, um, just revitalised. And I watched his interview with Pat McAfee. I've seen it. A few days before. Um, really cool. But, yeah, th- this RK Bro stuff, I can see, you know, why they wouldn't want to end it yet. Because you said you'd like to see them go against each other, but... I thought that was where, where it was going to go, but... Um, Maybe it was at one point. I, I think they've still got a lot left in the tank there before it can even starts to run dry. It could do. Um, obviously, we can talk. We'll talk about what could happen in the future with the tag division. Yeah, well, that's come up from obviously this past roar, isn't it? But yeah, yeah the the match itself was awesome. But afterwards, um, <laughs> Cable slapping the the cup out of everyone's hands, and then Gable gets in there. He's He's got a hell of a suplex on him. Yeah. Um, he could, like, they could go with Olympian v Olympian, but... I think, well, I think that's where it's going to go, isn't it? I think Gabe and Gable and Gabe going to battle it out. No, it's Chad. His name's <laughs> going to become Chad. It, it actually is, yeah. We all know it's going to be. Or it's going to be just completely different, but... Um, could call him Tucker, part two. Yeah, could be. <laughs> the, one, the one thing I thought was going to happen before I remembered... Oh, yeah. Stevenson's out, or Stevenson, whatever you pronounce his name. Stevenson, yeah. yeah. Um, was I thought, oh, this is when the um, Street Pops are going to turn heel. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, at least any time soon. No. Um, not during this sort of current feud going on, but yeah. You're right, Gabe Stevenson, treating him like a big deal. Both nights, Stephanie brings him out on Saturday, just to sort of like say hello to the crowd, and then he, yeah, does yeah, this spot then on... On the Sunday, but yeah, definitely treating him like a big deal. So, which I think they need to really. I mean, it, it worked for Angle, and look at the career he yeah. had. And it's very early in the day to say that Gabe Stevenson's going to be anywhere close to Kurt Angle, and there will never be another Kurt Angle. So there's there's no point beating around the bush and saying he could be the next Angle. People said that about Chad Gable. People say that about any kind of Olympian or anyone with that sort of background. They could be the next Angle. There's never going to be another Angle, and that's that's that. But you know, in terms of what Gabe Stevenson can bring to the industry, we'll see, and time will tell. But you know, if if he's if the measuring stick is Kurt Angle, which it, naturally it has to be, doesn't yeah. it? No, definitely. If the measuring stick is Kurt Angle, then he's yeah, some hell hell of, hell of a pair of boots to fill. Because I mean, he took to it literally like fish to water. Yeah, I mean, it took him a few. It took him a uh, even though he, like one of the titles, it took him about. Six months, I'd say, to become the Kurt Angle with everyone. Yeah, and even that character evolved over time, though. But Kurt Angle goes down as one of the all-time greats. Oh, yeah. And so, and his actual longevity within pro wrestling actually wasn't really as long as people even really think. I mean, he debuted in 2000. Um, I think it was 2000, wasn't it? 99. End of 99. But more, you saw him develop more in 2000. Yeah. And then what, like 2019? He retired two thousand yeah, two thousand nineteen. Um yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. WrestleMania thirty five. So yeah. Not that long of a career, like in, in the long scheme of things, but what a legacy left yeah. behind. But 
yeah, we get. Um, I think just a lot more. I, I just I, I just had a lot more fun. I think with with uh, WrestleMania Sunday because it's really mixed opinion. So I'm not sure how you feel about this one. But Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I and I couldn't believe people were so dismissive. They were. St- I I know. Like and and I there's a natural kind of apprehension to it. I think before you see these things because again celebrity involvement at WrestleMania it is nothing new. We, we forgot about in the <laughs> with one. Logan Paul, yeah. yeah. Well, it just reminded me as well. But celebrity involvement at WrestleMania is nothing new. But there's always apprehension when you're going to see somebody maybe step in the ring and do something a bit more hands-on because I think as a wrestling fan, you, there's a bit of a fear that you don't want it to look like it's making a mockery, which is weird. Yeah. But I think there is there is a part of that. Like for as much as f- fans moan and us included but as much as wrestling fans just all over will, will moan about certain things we do we love we love this industry like we love pro wrestling yeah like and we we want to see good pro wrestling whatever it is that you like about it you want to see it and sometimes the celebrity thing can fall a little bit flat um both of the celebrity appearances obviously yeah you're right we, we did miss Logan Paul so we teamed with The Miz on Saturday yeah and took on the Mysterios and that was, it wasn't a, a great, it wasn't a good match, but it was, it had something to it. Well, it's it's like the Bad Bunny stuff, isn't it? Like, to be able to, I think there's a different kind of pop that you give as a fan for a celebrity that's able to pull off good wrestling moves and make it look good. Yeah. And the same as Bad Bunny in that regard. Like when they're able to do that and pull it off and it actually looks quite good. They're both athletic guys, though. Yeah. And Logan Paul is a very athletic guy. But in all honesty, you know, watching him, um, watching his performance on WrestleMania Saturday, I, I thought, like, he probably could. Like, he, he gave me a little bit of Stephen Amell vibes. Like, yeah. from when from Stephen Amell was, like, first match, that one when he tagged in, um, at, I think, so SummerSlam, was yeah, it? Yeah, SummerSlam like, years ago. with uh, Pac. Pac against Cody. And uh, Barrett. That was it. But yeah, it gave me those sort of vibes, and you know, it was a a nice outing for him. I did, I I got that wrong, by the way. I I completely called. I said that they. Well, I think we both said they'd win, didn't we? I think so. Yeah. But I said that I I honestly I could have put money on it that Dominic was going to turn on on Ray. I'm glad I didn't. But no, um, it's coming. It is coming though. Nice homage, by the way, when we were talking about attires. Dominic's attire, his entrance uh, was a homage to Eddie. Yes, his dad. His real <laughs> his real dad. Yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, the the Johnny Knoxville match then with Sami Zayn. No, but I well, there are people out there that dislike it, and again, personally, I don't know how, but maybe it's because I was once again smiling all the way through it because it was just uh, it was so well done. I just had a lot of fun with it. It was a, it was fun, and I get it. I, it's not probably not going to be for everybody, but again, WrestleMania isn't about putting on five. You know, that, watch Wrestle Kingdom if you want that. If you want something that's going to try to put on like you know five star matches you know, bout after bout, WrestleMania is not isn't it? So you know for all the um, for all the well deserved criticism WWE gets, it's, I do think it's unfair to try and put that on them because WrestleMania has never tried to be that. No, you know, but the, the celebrity involvement again always there. But both nights it paid off. I think dividends both nights, but this one particularly was just great. It just worked for me, and seeing some of the Jackass crew there, 
The, yeah, Pontius I, was hilarious. It's just, it's just, I was just waiting for the music to hit for because he was just dancing like he was, had for Pipe Boys music, and it never yeah. happened. Wee Man was amazing. Wee Man, I mean, basically, uh, we've had Hogan slamming Andre. Yeah, we've had Kane slamming Carly. The best ever. <laughs> now we've had Wee Man slamming Sami Zayn. So, um, I could say I, there was, even though I loved the one disappointment. What was that? No, Steve. Yeah, I suppose it depends on what people are doing, though, doesn't it? Yeah, they I mean... probably couldn't get everybody there. Because Pre- was Preston there? I don't think Preston was there for no, this one, was he? But he was there at the Rumble. Yeah, because um, that was it. Steve-O was meant to be at the Rumble, but he had COVID. Oh, right, okay. So, uh, but... um, I don't know. And again, this another one going into that match, I was... we Well, I think we both said it, but I said in the last episode, a bit kind of confused that, you know, understood the Rumble... Mm-hmm. Because it was promoting Jackass Forever. Yes. We're kind of way past that now. But they turned it into its own little feud, didn't they? So I guess it, it makes a lot more sense than going back and watching all the stuff that they've done back and forth. Um, but Sami Zayn is another one. Just, I think, so, so talented. has got so much to offer. And he put out, I think, on Twitter saying that that was one of the, the best matches he ever had, like in terms yeah. of what he's proud of. I'd agree, man. In terms of like the sheer entertainment value... That big mouse trap at the end is a visual. Yeah, it's a shame that it nearly messed up. Nearly, but Johnny got it going. Yeah. So would would you agree? Well, I don't know about you, but I think it was Sami Zayn's best WWE match ever. I think most entertaining, but I mean he's had some absolute clinics with Kevin Owens. Yeah, I, I mean the, the match of last year's main was good, but it wasn't as good as the one with Battleground. But I had more. I probably had more fun with this one. I have done. I think that that's the key for me. Is it, it's one of the most fun matches I've watched in some time, and it was honestly just from bell to bell. It was it was a real good time watching it. Oh, um, by the way, that's the, the other match <clears throat> that Mouser didn't rate. Again, yeah, but it's not the end of the world, is it? No, it's just not the end of the world. And obviously, Jim Cornette hated it, but that's just Jim Cornette. <sighs> well, you know, there's some wrestling. There's something for everybody in pro wrestling, and. I, WrestleMania had it, didn't it? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, in terms of other, other matches on the night, more history making with the women's tag team match. I, yeah, I actually liked it more than I thought I would that match. Yeah, which sounds bad. Yeah. But I know what you mean, because it, it's one of those, it's not because it's, it's it's a women's match, but it's because it's another one of those where you kind of throw in a load of teams together and they're, and they're teams that do still feel that they've just been sort of thrown together. Yeah. By and large, like Natalia with Shayna Baszler, it makes no. It makes sense, but no, but not in a wrestling sense. Yeah, and of course, I think out of all of them, you know, Liv and Rhea was the most interesting dynamic. Yeah, and at, at, at that time, anyway. and everyone's favorite entrance, <laughs> you could tell. Yeah, but then also, you know, we were talking about entrances. One of the other ones I wanted to bring up for this was the uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks entrance because yeah. I thought that was killer as well. But yeah, the history making here is. Uh, two actually uh, interesting facts for this one so Sasha Banks wins her first ever Wrestlemania match yep and this is also the first time we've had two black women's tag team champions mm. so another Wrestlemania I think has become quite good for that in the last couple of years oh, of, it has. of bringing that diversity and it, again it's, it's a shame it's taken this long but you know, it's there now at least, and it's definitely it's that steps in it's that step in the right direction that you want to see. But it's also like like I've said before, it's not for the sake of doing it. 
it's genuine like it makes sense and it's well deserved yeah complete like completely well deserved so just awesome really all around but I, again i think in terms of what i'd want to see maybe next year i think another i think sasha back in the title picture for the singles and i'd honestly i'd probably like to see her go up against for a round two with with bianca possibly um i'd love to see it but we'll see we'll see well, what yeah, happens we, we can't go uh we can't say too much because this is the time of the year when we can't say anything could happen now couldn't yeah. it between now and then years a long time um one one thing i want to talk about is big barfy big omos yeah i mean completely called that the, the wrong way didn't we yeah and i was i was genuinely surprised yeah i was i i, I had again omos winning that but um it did fit, it did look stupid when he did a spear to the back that was the first, well, the first of two times I think that was done. Yeah, in the I think night. it did in the main event as well. It did happen in the main event. But it was, yeah, it wasn't the greatest match of all time. There was some, there was a funny moment where Omos threw himself into the turnbuckle when he wasn't meant to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, um, and obviously it, the reason why I paid off the next, oh, well, yeah, the next Pays night. off the next night, yeah. But, With, yeah. The, I mean, it looked like Bobby Lashley was going into this match as the face anyway. Oh, yeah. But it, you can't really... I mean, seeing Omos walk down that ramp, and when they did that that, that shot like where it's put the camera's pulled far back, yeah. and you get a big visual of like the, the ramp in... You know, seeing almost the whole ramp in, in shot, and how big Omos looks yeah. compared to those cameramen. And it was like, good God, look at that man. I mean, you can't, he can't be a face. <laughs> no, and he is because he's a legit seven foot plus, so it's not like they're faking it. Yeah, the match did its job. I, you know, it was it's one of those, isn't it? It was it was entertaining enough. Bobby Lashley winning it does make sense. I mean, he's they're still pushing him and keeping yeah. him in that sort of main event tier, I guess. But we'll see what happens now. We split from MVP, like you said. MVP the next night on Raw turns on Lashley, uh, lines himself with Omos. Yeah. There might be a rematch at Mania Backlash, so we'll see. We'll see. I've seen a lot of people liking that match to Undertaker and uh, Giant Gonzalez, though. And I think it's purely um, down to the fact that it's it's a height thing. And and the fact that Omos is... I suppose... In t- I think people are drawing comparisons between Omos and Giant Gonzalez in terms of, like... I don't know if you want to say it's because they were both green or it's just they don't, both seem a bit um, unsteady on their feet. But... Carly had a bit of that as well, and I think it's gen- genuinely. I think a lot of it just comes down to it's their height. I think it's a height thing. You know, for for people of more normal heights, it's going to be a lot easier to do the things that they're doing. This is a lot. It's a lot harder when you're over seven foot. You've got a lot more to carry, and, and you can't teach that. And you can't teach that. What else happened with WrestleMania Sunday? We had, I think it's Pat and Therian. That whole so this was basically like a like a saga here, wasn't it? Like yeah. this this whole kind of series that happened. Pat McAfee's entrance, awesome. Yeah, and can't um, believe they got Seven Nation Army. Yeah, legit got it. Cause... Like actual got it. Yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. And, and the it match worked. itself was really interesting. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was it was mm-hmm. it was good. Um, but the story it was really awesome to be honest. Anyway, actually seeing Pat win it. Because Pat is like, he just seems genuinely just like he's a genuine fan of pro wrestling. And we've seen what he can do anyway before in NXT. Yeah. With some of the stuff there. So we know he's he's an athletic guy. Um, you know, he's he's a former football player in the NFL. So, you know, the guy's, you know, he's, he's in good shape anyway. But 
Um, yeah, it's only mid thirties, so he's got. I think, he's which not... is going to probably work in wrestling. It's just it's different in football in the yeah. states, isn't it? You know, it's... I mean, he, I mean, yeah, he was a punter, so it's not like he was. Yeah, he still take those hits though. Yeah, and it's training, I guess, as well. Like the training alone can probably be that punt in the um, entrance. I thought, Jesus, that's it not... was it was good. Was it as good as Vince's punt? Well, no, because he didn't win the match. <laughs> no, well, Vince won the match. Yeah, <laughs> which brings us to. Pat McAfee obviously wins the, the match against Austin Theory, or Theory now. But he was Austin Theory at the time. Yeah. And uh, they, they just do the tease, don't they? Vince is going to get in there. Pat's challenged him to come in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he... I don't know if it came across he was challenging him. It felt like more like Vince was pissed. And won. I think it's because Vince doesn't have any facial expression. I don't know if that's Botox or what it is, but it's, Vince has just been. has like... just this. His face is just kind of... Um, just stuck in place, isn't it? Like he, there was his facial expression just didn't change. Even when he like ripped the tie off, it was just <laughs> it's like a fake face. Yeah, but um, yeah, he does. It, I, like, I got the impression of Pat. He sat on the turnbuckle, like gesturing, like "Come on, then, come in the ring," and they do it. They get a ref in there, and a match starts. And Vince McMahon has his first match since uh, the Punk. Is it was it Punk? He had. I think yeah. I think it was with Punk, wasn't it? When he had that, um, it was on Raw. Oh. That's the, that's the one. I think that's the yeah. It was that one where Punk whacks a guy in the crowd. Oh yeah, I was thinking because I, I couldn't remember uh, that one. I was thinking of uh, Vince and Brett. So I had twenty ten. Well, his, his last mania match was that last mania match. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. So you know, twelve years later after after his last mania match, and again history is made again, Ash, because yes. Vince McMahon has also never won at WrestleMania. Nope. But he's finally got himself a win. Against Big Pat. How did you feel about this one? Once again, I was smiling because I knew how stupid it was. That seventy-five-year-old Vince McMahon. Yeah, not. To, I'm not going to take anything away from it. The only thing for me was with that one, it felt like it went on a little long because it was yeah. just a lot of like. And I know he can't help it. He's seventy-five. Not going to take it away from him. If I could do that at seventy-five, I'll be laughing. But um, it just, you know, it it just felt it just felt a little bit kind of awkward in places, but. It's the match itself is completely irrelevant now because of what what the aftermath was. Oh, what well, Vince McMahon shot himself because he missed because they played the wrong music. Oh my god, this whole thing was like so from the, literally from the moment with you know starting with Pat McAfee coming down to Seven Nation Armies match with Austin Theory leads into this, then this kicks off. So obviously, yeah, Austin Stone Cold's meant to come out again, isn't he? Yeah, and they start playing Austin Theory's music after Vince wins his match. And he <laughs> he does the, oh, oh, what, what? All oh, right, okay, okay. <laughs> so Austin Theory, he tries to play it off, but it just it didn't work. But Austin does come out. Mm-hmm. And his stun account for WrestleMania at this point is two, because he's obviously delivered one to Kevin Owens the night before. Yep. And Byron Saxon got one again. Good sell. Very good sell. But... WrestleMania Sunday was not to be outdone by WrestleMania Saturday for the best Stone Cold Stunner sales of all time. No. Because we got... got, Basically, we got the Austin Theory uh, Stunner, which took place. That was amazing. It kind of felt like I got Scott Hall vibes from that. Scott Hall met um, The Rock. It was kind of... Yeah, a little bit. With a bit of Jericho in there from Insurrection. Oh, that's a good one. 2003. But he... 
it's that it's that <laughs> that bounce, that jump in the air. But Austin Theory like walking on air as he's he's doing it. Took it like a champ, man. That was great. But the oh. greatest Stone Cold Stunner of all time. Can I just say before this, before they did this Stunner, they acted as if Mania Seventeen didn't happen. The, oh, a little bit, yeah. But they probably they're not going to wreck on it. But they've all they've. I think they've been quite open and honest, honest about the fact that at least Austin has that he kind of regrets that a bit. Yeah. So it's probably not something they want to draw light to too much, but because also did you hear the story that if it wasn't if it didn't go down well, he would have stunned Vince at seventeen, and it wouldn't have happened. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. But if it was anything like the stunner sell from this year's Mania, then um, thank God didn't do it. <laughs> Vince McMahon, at seventy-five years of age. Does take a stone cold stunner, if you can if you can call it that. <laughs> I love I I even love Michael Cole saying the boss tries to run away. <laughs> the thing that really you know what really got me with this is because again I couldn't watch uh, WrestleMania Sunday live because I work the next day, so I'm avoiding spoilers all day long like the plague, and and I and I have avoided them all day at work. But there was one thing that did crop up um, that I'd seen, and it was Mick Foley's reaction oh, that's brilliant. to the stunner. So that that obviously in itself kind of is a spoiler, but Mick Foley's reaction to it, and just him there, just like absolutely creasing at this this Stone Cold stutter. And I was like, oh god, I can't, I don't want to watch it. I've got to wait till I go home and see this. And then when I saw it, like, so I already, I I was already like prepped for this is going to be like funny. Mm-hmm. But I, t- I couldn't anticipate how funny it was because it just went in these stages of like he takes the the boot and then Vince kind of like it's like you bent but he just kept going back and he was trying to move into the stunner but his body was like no <laughs> he just kept going if it wasn't for the turbuckle being there I don't, Austin would have chased him around the stadium yeah. trying to grab hold of his head I'm literally surprised he didn't go through the ropes it's the funniest thing. And then, when he takes the bump for the stunner, he sits down and he's like, it, it gave me the, the Rumble 2005 I thought, vibe. I thought that. I, was I like, thought it's been really quads and gone I again. I thought I was like, oh, his quads ain't gone again, I think. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, like in a roundabout kind of way, it was almost perfect because, it's, it's again, like WrestleMania 38 was history-making. And one of the... If you, if you look back to the first ever Stone Cold Stunner that he gave to Vince McMahon, yeah. it's renowned for being a terrible sell. A, ser- yeah. a terrible bump. At the, well, and, and sell, probably, because he, he acted like he was dead. But the actual, like, bump he took with it was a really weird... You know, so if anything, I just feel like that just came full circle. So to me, it was kind of perfect. Do you remember, do you remember the Linda one? Yeah. Homecoming, <laughs> That's when the whole McMahon family got stunned, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh god, it was. I, I honestly, I again, like you can't, you can't look at it and be like angry about it. The fact that it, it's you can sit there and laugh about it again. You're just having a good time, and Austin was having the time of his life. It looked like, didn't it? He yeah. was absolutely pissing himself. Um, like he he knew that was guy. There was nothing he could do, but he does then get one more stunner in on Pat McAfee who. 
Unfortunately, this point is never going to um, be remembered for his sale now because Vince has stolen the show I, with it. I did like that sale. Oh, no, it was a great sale, don't get me wrong, but it's just, everyone's going to talk about Vince's. The thing that got me with Pat's is that when Austin's making his way back up the ramp, Pat's still there trying to enjoy his beer while he's yeah. knocked out. <laughs> just great. Again, just good time, man. Real good time watching this show. But um, One thing, um, before we get off Austin, was... Um, if you go on the WWE Network right now, on night one, he enters at 3.16. I saw that, and I was like, no, that's not it. They said it's edited to make it to 3.16. Because obviously, I think they would have taken us the advert. I've not gone back personally and done this, but it was kind of like, do you remember when um, Sean Spears debuted in um, AEW? And he came out at 10, 10, 10. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. Apparently so, but what was that? Is, we that... need to fact check that. Yeah. But yeah, no, to be fair, I mean, if they've done that, then that's incre- <laughs> that really is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't know, because obviously there was timing issues, supposedly, with uh, WrestleMania Saturday, which is why the New Day and Sheamus and yeah. um, Rich Holland. Holland match got scrapped. But it does make its way on to WrestleMania Sunday. But again, a bit strange, because it really was quick. Yeah, but apparently it was meant to be quick anyway, which makes it makes you wonder why they didn't just do it night one. Yeah. Um, also, I found it. I did like the fact they were wearing big ear tire. I was going to say that was a real nice touch. That was. And I was wondering, is Shem's in Shem's injured because all he did was break kicks? Oh uh, yeah, but then that's probably all you're going to yeah. need to do, isn't was, it? In a really quick match. Wasn't it right that Rich Holland, the guy that broke Biggie's neck, won? And was that more heat for? It's probably more heat, but again, I think this goes back to what we said before. Like, it's it's re- this is hard because it's not our place to say who injured who. Like, there's all these different opinions on it, but at the end of the day, the only people that can criticise that are the are the wrestlers themselves because they're the ones that do these moves. It's really tricky. I honestly feel like if if Ridge Holland had genuinely injured him and it was completely all his fault, he wouldn't have been at Mania. No, but I'm thinking wouldn't have been best if New Day had won to get revenge. I guess so. Well, that I mean, that's why we picked him, and it felt like a no-brainer, didn't it? But then, you know, if you're if you want, I suppose the other side of that story is you've just had Butch come through. You know, so, if you do you derail then that steam. You know, New Day doesn't technically lose anything by losing that match. You know, no, they're still right. over as as hell and. They're the New Day. They are. I mean, they genuinely are one of the best group slash tag teams of all time, hundred percent. So they don't lose anything for it. So yeah, to be fair, maybe the right team did win, but again, we're a time will have to tell with that faction because they again they handicap it a little bit because of the Butch thing, and it's, it's people are just hung up on that. But then the marketing yeah. element of it is well, yeah. But then at least people are talking about it. So you've always got two different sides of the argument, haven't you? But. You know, it, it was there, but it was very quick. Uh, also, before we get to the main event, um, Edge and uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, this was actually my match of the night for for Sunday. I the, I I've seen people online saying that it was really slow. It wasn't what they thought it would be. I I literally I said this on last on the last episode. People are expecting a really fast-paced match. I, do, I think probably are going to be disappointed. I, I wasn't expecting fast pace. It was exactly what I thought it was. But I... I thought it was going to be a long match. 
I thought it was going to be a slow, like a slow builder, but obviously not in terms of like as long as what we said, you know, with Edge and Orton. No, because that was a very that was a bit too long. But this was really good amount of time, told an, an amazing story from start to finish. And when I say start to finish, I mean from the entrances to the, I guess, formation of the the new brood or whatever we're going to call them. But the the um, bungalow of black, the bungalow of black. <laughs> but well, yeah. I, I mean yeah man I mean the entrance is AJ Styles was iconic because he <laughs> whacked his head on the main sign literally I, I didn't know at first because no, when, when it's know. in the blood was he when he was walking down the ramp and it was like dripping down his face yeah. I saw that and I was like was it pyro because I looked away for one second and, and then it's like yeah he, he walked you, you, I don't think you'd have ever noticed it though with like you know you wouldn't have noticed it as it happened no, I don't think it was kind. Of, it's one of those Star Wars moments, isn't it? Stormtrooper banging his head. It was just, it was just that really. But you know, starts off with a bit of colour. But Edge's entrance, I think, honestly wins um, entrance of of both nights. I loved that. I thought that was yeah, so I, I good. I liked it. I love this kind of mesh. This this morphing of his brood character, but he's still got like the rated R stuff in there, and he's still using Alter Bridge. But he's still Edge. Yeah. It's just crazy. But he's, it's, it's all of these different things from his career, and he's he's put it into this big ball of like one last like big thing for him. And it's, ah, oh, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. That entrance was so so good. Yeah, match of the night for me. Um, uh, my match of the night was Knoxville, but this was this was very good. Yeah, not uh, it wasn't. If Nakamura and um, Styles had been, if it was, if that was a, like a night two, when they had their match of thirty four, yeah, and I think that would have got over a lot more. So I can't put my finger on why I didn't really enjoy it as much, but it it, it wasn't. I, I I think a big part of it is because it had the reputation from Wrestle Kingdom. It was that, and it was a long night. They just yeah. come out of the. I think it was just after Rousey's debut match. Oh, and that was a good match. And that was a very good match. It was a good match. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, this one—I mean, lived lived up to lived up to and surpassed my expectations. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's just that the, I I like the Damien Priest bit because I think it makes it makes sense. it makes sense. With yeah. the, with those I just don't like it when they say he interfered when he did nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's technically not an interference, but he does distract AJ by just sort of being there. And it, um, they did it well. They didn't have. It was done really well. It was this kind of like, well, what's actually happening? And then they're both in the ring. He, he and Edge together on the knees, and Edge starts laughing. Damien starts laughing. Again, it didn't need a promo to say we're a faction. It was a visual. It was just lo- looking at each other and laughing, and, and that's all you need, man. Yeah. That is all you need. Edge is just great. Uh, one thing uh, uh, to point out about Ed, that match, though, as well. I was really shocked. I don't know if he's done this since he's come back, but Edge took a, a bump on the apron. Yeah, I, I was I, that got my attention definitely. And I was like, "Wow, okay." I mean, because that's a fairly new thing. People taking bumps. I mean, it's done all the time now. But people yeah. taking bumps on the apron wasn't really a thing sort of ten years ago, as much as it is now, at least. No. And I didn't think I didn't expect Edge to do it, but you know, fair play to him. It's kind of like, but that's the thing. Edge does it. Yeah. You stand up and pay attention. Other people are doing it, and it's like part of their thing, isn't it? It's, yeah. the, it's part of the but shtick. The ring apron now is what the um, 
barricade bumpers now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems to happen all the time now. Oh, man. I I really enjoyed it. But yeah, the main event... Ugh. Um, I enjoyed the main event, but I think it, I, I think it ended prematurely, didn't it? Yeah. Um... So, Rock... Rock. He <laughs> didn't. Brock, no, he didn't, actually. We thought he would. Brock versus Roman to unify the uh, world titles, Universal and WWE world title. And it was... What was it? Tar- it was, it was billed as the gr- the biggest match of all time, yeah. the biggest WrestleMania match of biggest all time. Biggest main event, main main event. Uh, it's it's Rome. It's Roman Brock three at, at Mania. Yeah, they're technically one and zero because Seth actually wins the first one when he cashes in. It's technically one one one. Mm, yeah, it is technically one one. But yeah, the match itself, yeah, that it, it does end prematurely, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I don't know if it happened at the time because when um, Lesnar gave Roman the Kamara, <laughs> which was a good counter from the spear. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And then you, when you once again when you hear Roman say uh, it's popped to Paul Heyman, or he says something to that effect of like it, it's 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 gone or something like that, you don't. You just uh, you never know if it's selling really good selling by on Roman's part, but then it's like um, you could see though in his like in his in his arm it just didn't look right. Yeah. But then again, like you said about the selling, after the match has ended, and Roman's lifting both arms up in the air, it's it, like the other one he's like trying hard to get it up, but it looked like it was it was a work. So again, it's ju- it's tricky, but. At the same time, that's wrestling done right, isn't it? But hopefully, he's he's not too injured. I mean, if he was that injured, we'd have seen him drop the titles. If he was going to be out for a yeah. long time, and he got physical on SmackDown, I think on Nakamura. Uh, somewhat physical. I think it was mainly the Usos, yeah. though. Which um, I think is the next feud is now Nakamura. Yes, Which... I think it will be telling um, over the next coming weeks if Roman doesn't really engage in much physical activity. Well, he didn't appear during the weekend of. As, as, a, as a, um, when we're recording now, mm. it didn't do anything. But and he wasn't on Raw. But I don't think that means too much just yet. Mm. And I know even Lesnar apparently went to check on him after the show. So I just I I really enjoyed this mania. I enjoyed that match. It wasn't that long, but I enjoyed it. Top five, you say? I say top five. Maybe, maybe. Time will tell. It's a tricky one for me because it's like you know my favourite show from last year overall was All Out and I'd said then when Jay and I did the review for it that it's one of those I don't know if it's going to be one of those that like I look back and it's one of those iconic events right like it felt like it at the time but you you kind of need time for it to I guess settle in the memory and see how it holds up further down the line Mania 38 though I think is going to be one of those it had way too many big moments for it to not be a talked about, you know, down the line in the next ten years, yeah, way um, too many. Really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. One day we'll do a retro review on it, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing has to be done that we usually do when we talk about pay per views, or yeah, what trophy are you giving it? Well, that's what I do in a retro review. I mean, I'm right now. If you if I was going to rate it for the overall, I think it's. Um, 
No, I can't. I can't give it a trophy yet. Yeah. I would say it's very, very good. Right, Meltzer. Is what I would say. It's very, 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 very good. Um, but yeah, let's let's see where where they go from here. WrestleMania in the bag. Then, obviously, before that, there was standard deliver. Neither of us actually watched it. No, I, I, I have watched the opener. I watched that ladder match. I've seen bits and pieces of like footage that's on YouTube, and the ladder match was very good. Yeah. Very good. And when was the last bad ladder match? Uh, in NXT, I don't think ever. I don't think I've ever Not seen any, a bad one. But if, because well, you didn't enjoy well, it's AEW, but didn't, you didn't enjoy the I one at Revolution. Enjoy it, but it was, <laughs> but because it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was a ladder match. If you know, because it, it feels like every ladder match has to have like high flying or like big bumps, and it didn't feel like it had too much. Yeah, I think this one probably was a bit more for what you'd expect. But there's there's a fantastic. Uh, I can't remember who it was too, but Escobar does the like oh the sunset flip. Yeah, oh, that's the bit I've seen. Oh wow, that'll be in the in the highlight reel for a while. But yeah, can't really comment overly on Stand Deliver, other than we did all right, I think, with the predictions. Yeah, going back to Mania, one thing we we on night one we were confused about was when they did the Hall of Fame. I was going to say about Hall of Fame in a minute. Yeah, and they and they brought out. Everyone who's in it, and then like five seconds later, they disappear. Yeah, and Take is just there, but no one else was there. Yeah, it's like just yeah, that was weird. So it was night two when he came out, and they cut the music off very early. It was um, it was cool seeing I think Taker just out there because again that kind of felt like his proper retirement. Yeah, I know he he obviously did the thing at Survivor Series last year. Uh, not last year, sorry, the year before, yeah. but God, it doesn't feel like it was over a year ago. But yeah, he did, he did his retirement Survivor Series 2020 in the Thunderdome, but empty arena. But this felt like the proper send-off. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, going back to NXT, the only thing uh, I can comment on, aside from that ladder match, which again is anything I've seen so far, but um, MSK do win the titles, but this that whole thing's up in the air now. Well, with everything that's going on, but that story has changed a lot over the last week. It has, and it's um, really strange, man. It's it really is. peculiar. This story, really, really strange. So, what sort of happened with this initially? Well, How did this all come about? So, this is regarding Nash Carter. Then Nash everybody Carter, will know of MSK. He was married to Kimberly. 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 Yeah. On um, Impact, who said on Twitter that he abused her. Both. Well, more mentally and physically. Physically, I mean, it was it was the allegations were physical violence, and that he turned he would turn around to her and say things like, um, "Well, no one's going to believe you because I mean you're a wrestler." Mm. So, you know that that was the the allegations coming out from Kimberly, but it then comes out shortly after sort of WrestleMania weekend. Nash Carter's been released. Yes. And everything's looking like well, obviously it's because of all of this, then, isn't it? But yeah. then, then he got then it's now it's just gotten really weird. Yeah, it's more. It wasn't because he got released, not because of the allegations, but because he there's a photo of him with doing a being a Nazi, doing a Nazi pose, hitting a mustache. Last time someone did that in WWE, they won the WWE title. <laughs> It's really I I I've got to I, and this is what I mean. These this are the parts of WWE sometimes that don't really make any sense. But they're saying that that's the reason it happened. 
obviously, the, but the timing is all too convenient. Mm. The, the the weirdest thing, though, that happens now is that Kimberly deletes her Twitter. Yeah, because apparently it's proven that it's not proven, but it's been shown by um, Wes Lee and, um, and his wife that it's not true. So is it Wes Lee's wife that joined Twitter? Because there was this new account that had come up and it only joined Twitter in this month. Yeah. And it was uh, from a lady saying things like, no, he's, Nash Carter's been staying at our house. He, he's been with us for the past whatever, mm. so he's not been doing X, Y, Z. But it was called into the question, like, oh, is this a fake account? Like, you've only just joined Twitter, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then, I don't know if then that's that's Wesley's partner or, or what it is then, but I guess it was. I think I think so, but only because um, she'd messaged... Oh, so strange, isn't it? <sighs> the, why, the worst part about the whole thing is, is because it's... This was honestly like the worst part of the whole weekend, wasn't it? Really, all this story because when it first comes out, it's hard because it's like you know from from a male perspective, it's really difficult. Like if when you you know because if people are gonna people are probably naturally gonna be sympathetic and side towards Kimberly because you you hear this story about oh it's a man abusing a woman yeah and obviously that's very very wrong but. On the flip side of that, if the story's not true, it's very damaging to that guy's reputation and to his life. Like, you know, that's it's, it's wrong. You absolutely should not do that to people if they didn't do it. Because if, more than anything, aside from obviously it's just an outright lie and it's just plain nasty and evil to do that to somebody, but it's also completely pissing over and showing a complete lack of, of respect and consideration to people that have, have genuinely gone through those things. So if that is the case, then, you know, that's it's really bad. But, again, we don't know a full story. They know the full story. I think it's just really convenient, more than anything, that they release Nash Carter. They suddenly find these images of him doing the Hitler pose mm. as this story is kind of unfolding o- over Twitter. Yeah, and considering... They've called a wrestler after a Nazi. Which, well, to be fair to them, they didn't realise that no. they'd done that at the time. And they tried doing it again. Uh, well, almost. So, obviously, yeah, um, Bartel's name's changed. Yes. But um, it kind of makes sense. It's not a over bad name. What's, what is it called now? I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. Ludwig. It's Ludwig something. Ludwig something. Ludwig something is his name. Yeah. He's... Jake something's brother, like Ezekiel. Who? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, well, I hate seeing it. But worst thing to come out of that weekend anyway. But again, really, really weird. But far too convenient. WWE has a whole team of people. Uh, I say whole team. I don't know how many people are in it. But it's been confirmed before. They have people that look into um, people's sort of like social media history and any kind of like news surrounding them before people are coming to the company because they want to make sure they're not bringing people in with baggage. And obviously that can't always work out, because Lars Sullivan yeah, sort of saw what happened with that, you know, and then all this other stuff. But again, it's, it's, it's weird, a bit too convenient. The timing's too convenient. Um, but we're kind of going backwards from, uh, from WrestleMania almost. Yeah. But I do want to talk about Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor 15, real quick, if I can. Now, you've not seen it, have you? No, but I've heard good stuff about it. Yeah, you're damn right you've heard some good stuff about it. My favourite match 
And again, aside from Austin versus Owens, which was like my favourite match of the whole thing, my whole weekend, did come from Ring of Honor, and it was FTR versus the Briscoes. You've probably seen a lot of people praise it online. Yeah. Dude, rightly so. This is, honestly, it's one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. And I'm not, I am not blowing like, I'm not exaggerating now. I'm not just saying that to jump on a bandwagon. I watched it and I was like, this is incredible. And I said it was incredible before they even locked up. Oh, you're, you're one of those people, are you? Then? No, man, like the, the crap, it was the atmosphere. Like it just felt like a big deal. Like for those that have seen it, when they've both come out, the crowd are just so into this. And it's like, it was proper, I had goosebumps. Like it was proper goosebumps moment. The crowd are going absolutely nuts before they've even touched each other. And then as soon as they get into that first lockup, the crowd literally pops for the lockup. You gotta love man, you gotta love seeing that sort of stuff in wrestling. Yeah, I mean But then the match itself was incredible. It was so good. And you know, you have all the, the fallout and stuff with the young bucks and that led up to the dynamite match and things like that, but um, nothing touches that match in terms of like the quality of, of the wrestling itself and the story that was being told within the match and everything. Nothing touches it over WrestleMania weekend. No, I've got no complaints about that. Nothing touches it. It was so good. But the show overall, start to finish, really enjoyed it. Um, criticism that you'll probably see from it and, and one that you said was, again, there's a lot of... You can't really not have AEW guys. I mean, Ring of Honor is an AEW product now, so it's going to mm. be AEW guys regardless, but... Um, AW guys winning every match, basically. I can understand with the 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 title the, the title match, the um, Brandito losing elimination of. <laughs> but um, Gresham though has only just won it, and yeah. I th- I thought that was a that I mean that was a hell of a match as well. That was easily second best match of the night for me. But the Chavo Guerrero uh, injection to that match did feel a little bit ham-fisted for me and it's because of that obviously all that story that had come out with Chavo saying you know that Tony had been avoiding him not calling him avoiding his calls because Chavo went off to shoot um, you know when he was with Andrade yeah and then they obviously you know they write him off TV he it was he went off to shoot something didn't he I can't remember what it was he was filming uh, it wasn't that heels that CM Punk does is it no, he was... Uh, I don't know. He was working on something, wasn't he? Um, I'm going to get mullered now for not remembering what it was. But he went off to work on something, and then the idea was that the job was going to be there waiting for him when he came back. Yeah. To AW, but Tony apparently avoiding his calls. And then Tony sort of was like, oh, you know, oh, well, maybe I do owe him a call. And then suddenly he ends up in the... You know, as a manager in the main event for this match. Really weird, because I don't know how to take to Charve. Um But a good story told throughout there, anyway. Bandido wants to keep the honour... So Chavo hits Gresham with the belt. Bandido's basically got him dead to rights at this point, but Bandido's like, no, I'm no, get ref, get him out. <laughs> First time I've ever seen a wrestler tell the referee to eject their own manager. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, real cool match. Gresham wins it. The aftermath for that, though, obviously we've already seen Jay Lethal's match. Um, where he turns heel, gets the win over Lee Moriarty. And again, like seeing Jay Lethal heel, different. I mean, it's done before, but it's not done before. But it's still Jay Lethal is one of those kind of guys. He's always sort of been known as being like a babyface. So, but yeah, he comes out, and the dynamic there is, you know, he wants this. He wants a title match now from Gresham. Tells Gresham it'd be nothing without him. 
He was Gresham's mentor. Sanjay Dutt comes out. Nice to see. Awesome to see. Um, I think first time I'd seen him in years was at the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah, because he'd, he'd been working as an agent for the Reef for about a year. He was probably. there for a while, wasn't he? But yeah, that was the first time I'd seen him in ages, though, at the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. Was he inducted Ruckus? But yeah, he comes out and turns heel with Jay Lethal. And then who comes out but one of Jay Lethal's former mentors, Samoa Joe. Yep. Debuts in AEW, returns slash to Ring of Honor. Yeah, however you want to put it. Um, awesome night. Man, I really enjoyed it. Really good show. Supercard of Honor. And it will be... I mean, it was cool as well to see the same commentary team back. Oh, it was probably commentary then. Yeah, same commentary team. And we still had the same ring announcer. Cool. Um, We're missing out the most important thing that happened on that show. Go for it. The return of Brian Cage. The return of Brian Cage. I was going to let you come to it because... This was the big question for a long time. Where is Brian Cage? He's been on the back of milk cartons the world over. But it's been answered. He was getting his hair cut. Because he's got a mohawk now. Also, he's become jacked up um, Lance Archer. <laughs> no, it's like a proper, like, like a spiky one. Little, little short spiky one. But yeah, no, I mean, the guy still looks like an absolute animal. But um, yeah, he's... He's aligned with Tully. And they've got a new faction that he's a part of. So Another faction. <laughs> yeah, another one. I suppose this is going to be one of the good things about Ring of Honor, isn't it? That we're going to see uh, a lot of guys that deserve more of a spotlight be able to get it. So whether or not you're going to look at that as a developmental, again, time's going to have to tell with it. We, we're not, we don't have like a weekly Ring of Honor product yet. If we're going to be getting no, one. We'll, I assume we'll get, we will. I think we will get one. We'd have to, surely. But, you know, we'll see. And we'll see who ends up on there a lot. But Lee Moriarty shined on that for me as well. But one last thing to cover, though, from Supercard of Honor was the pure championship match. Wheeler Utah uh, defeats Josh Woods. Kind of said, like, I feel like it's going to play into the, the the Blackpool Combat Club story. Yeah. That match contested under pure rules. Wheeler Utah picks up the title. Um, this leads into AEW so again yeah Ring of Honor if you haven't seen it go watch it it is fantastic but AEW then we're going to fast forward a little bit of what's happened on TV for the other wrestling products a bit but Rampage Mm -hmm. Friday night that's just gone I mean today's the 12th Rampage would have been what four days ago now main event John Moxley versus Wheeler Utah this was I think this was Wheeler Utah's moment this was his can sort I, of Because I know what happens here. Can I ask, did he come up with the title? Oh, yeah. It's good, so... They're defending Ring of Honor titles currently on the show. But the pure title is, is going to be, you know, he comes out with it. They are featuring it. Um, the title wasn't on the line in this match, but Moxie does win. But the story told here, I mean, Yuta busts himself open. I mean, that dude bladed. Like, it is a bloodbath. But this is one of those times AEW gets a lot of stick at the moment for just every week somebody's bleeding. And I think it's criticism well-deserved because it is happening a lot. But this is one of those times where it genuinely made something better. Yeah, I believe that. And it really does, man. And obviously he gets the seal of approval from Regal at the end. And I guess he's now a part of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Because at the end of the match, although he loses, 
you know, standing ovation from the crowd. Everyone's like, wow, that was it. Like that was his, that was his moment. Um, and then he, he gets like the blood from his face and he's writing BCC across his chest and his own blood. I was like, that is, that's cool as shit, man. That was cool. Yeah. Do you I know mean, what people are calling him now? The Great Utah. <laughs> Which uh, some people are really upset with because they, they think that's uh, blasphemous for the Great Muta. Uh, who is a legend. You're never going to take anyway, anything well, away from Muta. Well, uh, that's what they're, they're drawing that comparison to the, that match, yeah. And not just because of the blood. Well, I think mainly because of the blood, but also because you just rhymes with muter, I guess. I, I suppose that's what it is. So in a few years, we're going to get the uh, uter scale. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of greats, story that I don't know if you saw this, but Great O'Khan. Great O'Khan and my boy Jeff Cobb. Yeah, they won tag titles. Yes, the 93rd, I think, is it? It's got to be... I'm going to check it. We're going to see if I nailed that. But another story about him, about the Great Khan, is that he's been given a award in Japan. Oh, I didn't see that. What's he been given? I can't remember what it is, the award, but it's because he stopped a 10-year-old being abused Oh, by someone. I mean, that's, that's not, you know, good that he stopped it, but it sucks because you have to stop it. Yeah. You know. Oh, God's sake. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. But he's a heel. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good dude. Yeah, no. The 93rd, I did. I nailed it. Look at that. IWGP Tag Team Champions. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's been good this week. Also, we did miss um, previously because Zack Sabre Jr. is on a roll at the moment. He is. Over in New Japan. He won the... Um... Yeah, he won the New Japan Cup for the second time. Yeah, man. Um, so, pretty cool to see. Laptop's kicking off. Pretty cool to see our boy, Zach. 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 Proper techers, mate. Proper techers. Because it's... Do you know what we haven't done in this episode if we talked about him? What? Seth. Freaking Rollins. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome stuff going on. Really good, really good stuff happening in, in wrestling at the moment. But um, last thing to probably talk about because... Um, for AW, there's been a lot of good stuff happening from week to week at the moment. Obviously, the Wardlow stuff I'm really enjoying still with MJF. Um, yeah, good Tony Storm obviously debuts. Yeah. Um, in AEW, pretty cool. They've got the Owen Hart Foundation Cup now underway, both men and women's uh, tournaments taking place. Yeah. Got any picks for who's going to win which? Um, I don't even know who's still in the tournament, to be honest. Tony's probably a, a safe pick at the moment for the women's. Because she's new, we'll have to see. Wouldn't, wouldn't we? you rather be a Canadian? Begin with. Well, she have Sean Spears, wouldn't it? <laughs> a good Canadian. Oh, poor Sean. No, I am. Um, it, it's good, but the it's weird though because the biggest, aside from all of that, the biggest AEW news for me over the last week has been the, <laughs> I suppose, like Tony Khan's had a, a got a bit of a rivalry going on with Skynet. Yeah. So, what do you know about this? I just know he's saying that the all the negativity is more from. And when you say negativity, you mean the criticisms online. of AEW online. So, this was what uh, had come out. So, Tony Khan had put a tweet out. Essentially, I'm going to bring the tweet up now for you. 
What about the audience? If I can get this to do what I want it to. It does bloody well once. It does bloody bloody well once. Right. Tony Khan states that an independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts and an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely, these aren't real people. Who'd pay for such a wildly expensive thing? Question mark. Who would? Actually. Um, Braun Strowman. No chance, that's what you got. So, we then get uh, some backlash on Tony. Was it mania backlash or just backlash? Some mania backlash. I suppose it technically is a mania backlash. There's some backlash on Tony Khan after this, basically saying that um, I think he'd been he'd been outed that Brian Alvarez had commented on Wrestling Observer uh, Wrestling Observer Live that Tony Khan himself had commissioned that study using his analytics company. So the obviously what that does is it throws into question then how accurate how reliable Tony's kind of statement is because if he's paying his own analytics company to run analytic data on something, then are we going to get potentially a bit of a biased response? Tony Khan, though, did then put another tweet out, as Tony Khan does, saying, not using my own company for it, hired an independent person to review it. I have no idea where Brian got that, I must now dock his $200,000 a month paycheck. According to one of these preposterous lists where Dave also was receiving similar compensation, then liked and retweeted by one hundreds of bots. <laughs> so, yeah, is a- it believable? Do you think that... I mean, it's certainly believable there's a hell of a lot of bots online. That's but, indisputable. Yeah, that's Red Dragon. <laughs> that is Red Dragon. Well, it is. Bots are nothing new to the internet. No, it's just that there is that there has been an internet theory since AW started that they bought all the people like Meltzer about all the positive. But when it's good, there's it's no denying how good it is. What's really, I think, the hardest part of this really is that there's probably there's going to be truth to this story, but you can't tell me that there's not bots out there probably targeting WWE. Yeah, I'd say there's more on WWE than there is. You know what I mean? Like, it's so difficult. I think we are, we're still probably at a point where AEW, if you look at the two companies and you put them both as their own characters, WWE being the heel, AEW being the face, when you look at it like that, Tony, I think, really hurts himself the more he talks online. Oh, yeah. Like, he really does put his foot in his mouth. And I don't, I think he means well, but. I always just I just think it's a bit weird when the CEO, you know, big boss man himself. Dun, 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 dun. I thought he's gonna go for his other one. Nah. If you ever take a trip down to Cup County, Georgia, you better read the signs, respect the law and order. You said fuck that. <laughs> but you you just you don't expect to see them like you know shooting the shit on Twitter. Like, Vince doesn't do it, and to his credit, I think it, it gives them more credibility as a CEO because you're not getting yourself involved in the internet and things like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
because you you kind of can't you can't be com- you can't allow yourself to be consumed by the opinions of of what you see online. Um, but it feels like that's kind of where Tony Khan is at the moment. I mean, to have a look into this whole is somebody targeting us with bots in itself seems a little on the surface it does seem a little insecure. Yeah. But again, you know, if that's the case, don't worry about it because the people that are going to enjoy the products are going to enjoy the product. I've got criticisms about AEW and I love AEW. I really do. I love the talent they've got there at the minute. I really enjoy this this product, but I've still got criticisms of it. There's still things that I don't really like necessarily. You know, I don't like that they advertise absolutely every single match that you're going to get every single week because it doesn't leave much aside from like when someone debuts and even yeah. then they kind of give you hints, but it doesn't leave much for surprise. And it's also, because um, Mark Henry's basically saying that Cesaro will turn up in AEW. Yeah, we're going to get our dream match with him and Eddie Kingston. I can't, um, yeah, but we have to wait for the Jericho feud to end first before that happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Unless he joins Jericho's group. The sports entertainer. No, I, I, I um, th- there's plenty of criticism and, you know, entitled to have it because a lot of it is fair, but... It just doesn't come across, I think, the best way when he when he goes on Twitter. Mm. I think that's that's all, really. But good news from the AEW camp is that they do seem to have uh, established some sort of kind of working relationship again with New Japan. Seemingly so, yeah. Because they've just um, done a deal where Dynamite and Rampage will be shown on New Japan's streaming. Yeah, New Japan World. Yes. NJPW World. So that's a pretty big deal. I wonder if the Ring of Honor products are going to come with that. Because I'm still waiting for, again, because I, I get my AEW content through Fight TV and the subscription of AEW+. What I would like to see is if they can bundle the AEW stuff with the Ring of Honor stuff when they actually have, you know, again, like if they're going to do weekly shows and things like that, if they can put all the content together, I would happily pay a bit more money so that I get all of that content together. Because right. I think that would be worth the money. Because, you know, you're going to get more wrestling, so more wrestling, more money. You know, it makes sense. fine. But I would love to see that. But we'll see what they do down the road. But really good news and awesome, really, to see that that's something that, you know, a business venture that's happened. Um, any other big news this week? It's not big news, but it's news that everyone's probably seen this. It's the debut of a new wrestling character on WWE. Is it Stupendous? No. It's, Damn it. It's Ezekiel. Ah. Oh, yeah, what happened to his brother? <sighs> Don't know. Got lost. Got lost. <laughs> if more people were walking with Elias, then we could have, you know, somebody would have had a phone to say where he was. Mm. But to be fair, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Veer met him along the way. I mean, Veer's finally here. He came. He came. Taken, he's uh, beat up Dominic so badly, Dominic should be off TV for a while. <laughs> Poor Dominic. Well, that's all right. He'll come back and turn on Ray. So I'll just call it any time he's on TV. But yeah, Ezekiel, what are you feeling about that then? It's stupid and I love it. <laughs> it's stupid and I love it. It's because it's until he talked, I didn't know that was lies. I think I, the thing is, I saw the like pictures of it. Hmm. So seeing a still frame, you've got more time to take it in. But do you know who I thought it was? Crazy what a beard does to someone. Yeah, though. but do you know who I thought it could have been? <laughs> Damien Sandow. You know, have you seen the stuff on? I think there was. Um, he looks like the love child of Damien Sandow and it was someone else. I can't remember who it was. Have you seen it? 
This meme? No, I don't think so. Oh my god, I've got to start like saving these so I can <laughs> go back and reference it. But there, it was, it was hilarious and it was spot on. It was Damien Sandow. Oh, I don't know actually. Oh, I don't know actually. <laughs> it, it was, it was no, it was two people, but it was great. But yeah, I, I suppose we'll see what they're going to do, if anything. They're going to do a lie detector test next week. What, to see if he's really Elias? Yeah. Nah, this is going to be like the new Santino thing, isn't it? Well, it's, uh, Santino, Santina. Which I haven't got a problem with. I mean, I mean that was, was funny in its own. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna fake it so you, you it's he, they're not the same person. <laughs> Do, did you ever see the Mr. America one in 2003? Oh, my God, yeah. It was that the first... Well, it probably wasn't the first, was it? No, but it's the, it's the first one I sort of remember. And then they put Vince on and everything was alive. <laughs> oh, man. Mystery America. We... I mean, if you want to... I was going to touch on the Tammy Sitch situation. Have you seen much about this? I mean, this has taken a dark turn. Yeah, go on. It's bad. It is bad, but... It is bad. So that we talked about this before, um, you know that she because at the same time obviously the news had come out about Cain Velasquez yes. as well, which more on that. But um, I mean he looks like he's going to be going away for a long time, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the situation then now with with the Tammy Sitch is going to be. Again, former uh, WWE valet, I guess, because she wasn't well valet slash Person- manager personality per- personality. Mm. She was used mainly as a valet. Manager, we probably call them manager now more than valet, doesn't it? I suppose it's more of a derogatory. Is that more of a derogatory term? I don't, I don't now? honestly know because at the time that was what it was, was wasn't it? But she was, she was basically the manager. But Sonny, she's been involved in a lot of different stories over the years now, and a lot of it's a lot of it's like DUI stuff, isn't it? And and what I think the police are supposedly suspecting the DUI here, but she's been involved in a fatal car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the accident basically is Sitch driving her car crashes into the rear of another car which was stopped at a stoplight mm-hmm. and this has been a fatal accident so she would have been going at some speed but this is this is exactly why when these stories come out about when you see the same people come up for DUIs all the time and it's saying that one day this is going to cause an accident. You're either going to hurt. You're either going to hurt or kill yourself, mm-hmm. or it's going to happen to someone else. And this is tragic. Man, be responsible when you're driving. It's really not hard to do. It really isn't. Don't drink and drive. Don't do. Don't drive under the influence of anything that's going to impact your driving because it's not just your life you put in danger. It's other people's. But she's, you know, she she should get what's coming to her. Oh, I don't have any sympathy. No, no sympathy. It's not a first. It's not a first time she's been at this. Um, so you know, and again, we don't know all the situation. If the, the police are obviously suspecting a DUI at this stage, but it's not the first time she's been involved in it. But you know, she, terrible news. Really, really is bad. Yeah, no, we're not going to end on a bad note. We, uh, we want to. Well, we want to. Yeah, we want to congratulate both Corey Graves and Carmella for getting married. Yeah. And then what was it like? A day later, Alexa, Alexa Bliss got married. Uh, she looked like she had a massive wedding. She had like all sorts of bands playing. NSYNC, mate. NSYNC. I don't think it was full NSYNC. Uh, I don't think they made a big deal out of it. It was. Yeah, probably. Bowling for soup, though. Well, they got yeah, that which isn't surprising. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't see that part. I just saw the um, NSYNC. 
But it's funny how many people were at both weddings. Yeah, I know. I think, wasn't uh, Moxley at... Moxley was at the Carmella one, I think. In his big trench coat. It was funny. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny, man. But there are photos of him back being in a suit, I think. But it just tells you that even though when you leave WWE, you're still... Oh, you make friends for life yeah. with places you work, isn't it? I think that's the, at the end of the day. Like, uh, it's like Jericho had said recently in an uh, interview I think he did with uh, Kurt Angle on Kurt Angle's podcast. He asked him the question about you know what was the reaction when Cody left, and ultimately, like the 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 gist of the answer is well, it's, it's business at the end of the day. Oh, it has been. It's business, and and that's what rest. You know, it is a business. But just because some... you leave a company doesn't mean you're going to leave, leave your friends. No. But some people, the fans don't realise that. And did you see the person that burnt Cody Rhodes' photo because he was so upset? Ah, man. Some people take it way too serious. I think that's the... Wrestling fans can be really tribal with... I love WWE. Mm. I love AEW. I love this and I love that. And it's like... Whereas I think a lot more of us will tend to be... You know, we'll, we're gonna we love certain wrestlers, and we'll follow them essentially wherever they go. So, particularly, obviously, you're gonna get that with the indies. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm not gonna pick one company over another to watch. I've always tried to liken that to bands. Yeah, like yeah, I can have like a favorite band, but then that sometimes changes over. Well, it has done. I mean, it's a it's been Alter Bridge now for <laughs> well over ten years. But the point is, like, it doesn't mean that I will always choose to listen to to that band over other bands. No. Like, sometimes I'm just in the mood for something else. And I'll listen to, you know, you don't have to... I'm, well, I'm not going to listen to that band because they're not this band. And, it, like, game consoles as well, I've likened it to. Like, I'm not going to play this console. I'm not going to... Like, oh, I've got an Xbox, but I'm, so I'm not going to play PlayStation because it's not Xbox. It's ridiculous. Yeah, man. You've got everything out there. You can play what you want and do what you want. You know, there's so much wrestling. Just go and enjoy it, boys and girls. Go and enjoy it. Um, also, um, it was good in a way seeing Nia Jax, um, Alexa Blesses, really. Yeah, because you know, for no, I think she's got a bit of kid. It's because she can have friends for life. Aren't yeah, you? it's it's that when you haven't seen her for a long time, and I, just... I'd see. I thought well, the last I saw of her, she was on uh, Renee Paquette's podcast. Yeah, and she because she was explaining that Royal Rumble story about how they were contacting all the sort of release talent <laughs> to try and get them in. So, yeah. Because it's nice to see that. And nice to see her. It was nice to see Bailey, who were waiting, were waiting for to return. Yep. Um, seeing Braun Strowman. Big old Braun. Well, he's the Titan, Adam Scher. Mm-hmm. Who I guess we're going to see make his appearance in Control Your Narrative. Yeah, with Sarah Logan and... Interesting rules for Control Your Narrative. And it's... I get it. I th- th- some of them are funny. The 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 dive through the middle of the ropes being banned, maybe. Uh, genuinely, I I lolled at that. <laughs> I was like, that's quite funny. I mean, that is literally done all the time. I can't remember. Did they add uh, Moose to the ring apron on it? They. I know they banned the yeah. that, and they banned Canadian destroyers, and they banned super kicks. I yeah, I think I remember the Canadian destroyer bit in there, but. Um, I'm going to bring up the rules now. So this is the rules and regulations as revealed by EC3 in a post on Instagram. We didn't cover this last week. 
No, one of the many times we forget about something two hours of the record. Because we forgot. <laughs> right. Uh, so eight rules currently. First one, you are in control. Second rule, you are you in are control. In control. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you shouting? Third rule, fights end when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanctioned matches, in quotations, can end via pinfall. The fourth rule, standard professional wrestling, rules apply for sanctioned matches. Chaos ensues in the project pit. Capital letter. So I'm guessing that's the... I mean, that's giving me like, you know, uh, Raw Underground. Yes. It's giving me that sort of vibe with this at the minute. But fifth rule, no hashtag super kicks, no hashtag tope suiciders, and no hashtag Canadian destroyers. That is all part of one rule. So that's the triple threat, the uh, the trifecta. If you do those, I guess you lose. Sixth rule, the fight isn't with your opponent, it is with yourself. Seventh rule, Fights will go on as long as they have to. Sanctioned matches hit their times. Eighth rule. If you want to control your narrative, you have to fight. Very cryptic overall, those rules. Yeah. Aren't they? They're very, very cryptic. Um, but it has my attention. Doesn't it? It does. I'm interested to see what, you know, Like it could, it could be a cool thing. I don't think it's fair to write it off so quickly when we we don't know anything else about it. Like those rules are supposed to be cryptic. I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's just more to. If you've been following the EC3 character, like that's that is exactly what you would expect. But I don't think people need to take it so serious. Like we're not looking at a new wrestling powerhouse coming into the fold. Like it's it's its own. It's going to be a unique. It's probably going to be a niche thing. Probably yeah. But we'll see how it does, you know? And more power to him. You've got to control your narrative, I guess. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. In terms of wrestling shows, Ash, we're going to end it on this note. So uh, we're going to be getting our tickets pretty soon for Progress. That's going to be in Birmingham. Yes, we are. Uh, we don't know who's going to be there at the minute. but Go on, Jonathan. Please be there. I, uh, I was thinking that, but... Nah, I mean, it, they don't usually have it all the way... Yeah. No, I, to, I don't. Honestly, I don't care. I just, I'm going to be so happy to just go and watch wrestling. Um, that's probably going to be my first show since the pandemic because I've, I've still not been able to go to a live one uh, yet. But unless I do go to anything before then, but again, it just depends. It's, it's work permitted. But yeah, we we're going to be heading over to that. So we'll be sure to um, to be talking about that when we when we do get to it. September, it's sort of fair bit away. Yeah. But it's also around the corner in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, well, it's like, not like anything else was going to happen in that September. Well, Ash, that's the what I was hoping we could probably end on, because it's been announced today. Yes, finally. I think we are. We, we kind of knew, but it's yeah. it's now official, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We don't know what it's going to be called, but we yeah. are getting our first WWE pay-per-view in the UK since uh, SummerSlam 92. Yeah, the first, that's not a, like, rebellion or... Or, or insurrection, insurrection, yeah. So it's going to be a proper uh, pay-per-view. I guess, well, we say that, though, but then actually, maybe it is going to be a bit like a insurrection. I think this is Crown... It's, this could have been called Crown Jewel for Arena. Well, that's what I mean, but I, I, I feel like it's going to be one of those... 
it'll be like a one-off thing so it'll have a, a unique name it'll be like a new you know I don't think it'll be one of their big pay-per-views Rebel Surrection Rebel Surrection because what, what happens in September normally oh that's norm- it's the is it Clash I think so it's because it's the pay-per-view after SummerSlam and that always seems to change year by year because we've had like Clash of Champions we had Payback a few years ago yeah that's true I think they had No Way Out once after SummerSlam. That's weird, because No Way Out's always been a February one for me. But, yeah, I don't know. But we'll see. I mean, regardless, though, um, I think we'll probably end up being there. I think we kind of have to. I'd like to think so. What's the the date for it? It is the 4th of September, I think. Here we go. Get your Wikipedia out. It's going to be in Wales. So I imagine that's going to be at the Millennium... Yeah, what they, whatever it's called nowadays. Go on, yeah. get it up. Get it up. Banging it, banging it, banging it, banging it. Turn it up. I will make you understand. <laughs> was that the actual words? Cause I, I think it was. It is now. September, Saturday, September 3rd. Uh, okay, nailed it. I, yeah, I imagine we're going to be at that. And what's the venue capacity for that, do we know? It's like 60-odd thousand. So we're looking at quite a big one. Yeah. It might be more, but and it has a roof, so if it rains... Uh, we'll... Yeah, at least we're going to... Principality. 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 Yeah. Principality Stadium. Yeah. has the roof, like you say, so if it does rain, we're going to be nice and dry. <laughs> Actually, there was something, going back to Mania, I always felt weird when they have indoor arena and have pyro outside. Um, it's for those shots, though, isn't it? Yeah. Those big aerial shots. I, I mean, I get it, but it just looks, it just feels a bit weird. Yeah. No, it's, 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 just for the, it's just for the shots. But I don't know. I don't know what kind of event we're going to be looking at here, but obviously they're going to treat it as a big... Big deal, I'd imagine. I mean, it's a 60,000... Well, it'll be more than that as well when you yeah. you get all the seats on the ground. That could be potentially a... I mean, well, realistically, that, that that might not be far off of what Mania got. It could be. Because this will sell out quick. Yeah, just that, that's the biggest worry for me. It's like, I want to go. I definitely want to go, even if it's like... I think we'll end up going, but the, yeah, the trouble is, is you're going to have to be real quick on the... Uh, on the booking websites for this really because they're going to go and then you know what happens you know if you're not quick enough to get the ticket straight away then you're going to end up getting them through resellers and more often than not you end up paying through the absolute nose mm. um, to take those because there's going to be a lot of scalpers out there Definitely, there always is there's going to be people buying a lot more than they need hopefully they'll put limits on that because I think I'd like to think that people are starting to learn their lessons with it now these companies to know that to try and limit what you get yeah um, you know, there should be some sort of limit. But again, at the same time, you know, if you're looking at getting like a big family over and you want to pay all together, it's tricky, isn't it? So, Definitely. But regardless, the first one in over 30 years. And I genuinely think this will be an unmissable event, regardless of if it's good or not. Oh, yeah. It's history making. So it'll be good to, to be a part of it. So... For those out there, uh, if you're also, obviously from the UK at least, but if you're planning on heading over to this event, let us know. I'll be somewhere. Um, yeah, I, beer. I can guarantee you this. We'll be wearing our, our, our shirts. I won't. I won't be wearing anything. 
<laughs> I'm going to do a Chris Pontius. I'm going to party boy it. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to get me chaps out. <laughs> that's probably the best note to end that on, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> I see you getting excited. So. Not because of that. <laughs> that's the show, I think, today, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and we didn't even mention Snickers once. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, Snickers is just synonymous at this point, isn't it? Yeah. It even made its way in 2K22. So it did, actually. It's, it's very well established Snickers is WrestleMania. Uh, but yeah, we thank everybody for listening and joining us today for the episode. We'll be back again next week. Uh, we've got a few different things I'm going to be doing next week, Ash, that I'm bringing to the table. Right. Well, obviously, it depends on what happens in, in the news. But um, we're going to be looking at... The dumbest and funniest origins to a wrestling feud. Yeah, um, there's there's some good ones. There, in there. there are some good ones, and we won't give any ones away. But we say good ones, but they're bad. But they're so bad that some of them are good. But some of them are so bad that they really are bad. And there's some that are good that are so bad. That is true, actually, because it didn't end up being a good feud. <laughs> I think ninety five percent of these will be bad feuds. But they've got funny reasons for why they feuded. There's there's a lot, but I think, yeah, going through these are going to be quite fun. So we're, it's going to be a fun episode next week, so I we hope to have you along for that one. Uh, and again, any sort of news that's come up in the meantime. I don't think there's any big shows happening between now and next week, is there? No. Um... <coughs> well, hey, stay with us. There might be, there might be like, like I say, Cesaro might debut, but it might be a, um, there might be some... Johnny Knoxville might have won the title. Wouldn't be against that. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 39, Johnny Knoxville versus Logan Paul with Bad Bunny. Actually, one thing I we should have mentioned, do you know why Logan Paul got what happened to him at, after his match? When he got the skull crushing finale from Miz? Yeah. I'm guessing they're setting up a match. It was in his contract that he would turn face. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well... I guess from a business, again, from a business aspect, he's got his hands on a few other things, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he does that slapping thing. That, like, slapping... Is that him or is that his brother? Don't know. Don't care. It's, you know the slapping contest, like, when they... Yeah, no, the, I know what you're on about. <laughs> Brutal. You ever seen her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, I'm not surprised, but um, I guess, yeah, well, we haven't seen the last of Logan Paul. Well. And you haven't heard the last of us. If you'd like to hear more of us, you can do so. We're on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, that's not to diss any of the ones that we're not on, but we're just not on them. Not yet. So we're on, we're on the ones we're on. Um, so if you listen to us, obviously now you know where to find us. But you can rate us on there. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be Meltzer. We can go up to five stars, apparently. So if you want to drop us one of those, that'd be no, appreciated. Five of those, not one of those. Even if you want to give one, I'd I'll take it. Fair enough. I'd rather have a one star match than a no star match. Yeah. Take that, Sami Zayn. <laughs> we all know that was one of the best matches of all Mania. He doesn't need Meltzer to tell him. No, it's a good thing we don't get minus. That's true. Uh, but in the meantime, Ash, if people want to talk to us on social media, what's the old handle? At T-M-O-F. Wrestling. Un- underscore wrestling. Okay. Hey, I threw the underscore in just to mess with you. What? T-M-O-F. Underscore wrestling. That's the handle. You'll find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We're still waiting for Ash to prove that he can do the Triple H water spit, though. Yeah, we should have done that at Mania, but we never did. 
We're, we'll do it. We'll do it. We're going to have a nice weekend, actually, for the sun. So maybe I'll get you doing it in the sun. Well, this weekend. This weekend. Easter weekend. Easter weekend. Okay. We hope you all have a wonderful Easter, no matter where you are, even if you don't celebrate it. Doesn't matter. Hope you have a great weekend. Ash, what's the joke this week? I just watched an entire three day long arm wrestling match by accident. Turned out to be more gripping than I expected. <laughs> these are bad. These are getting really bad. We need to come up with a new way to end the show because these are becoming dire. Like Danny Dyer. Actually, that's a disrespect to Danny Dyer. I like Danny Dyer. Why? He's funny, isn't he? In a bad way, yeah. Don't listen to him, Danny. Until next time, everybody. Woo!